Welcome to Zion Fellowship's Sermon of the Week. This podcast hosts the weekly Sunday service message from Zion Fellowship, a spirit-led and life-giving local church in Canandaigua, New York, pastored by Chris and Joan Wood. We hope this resource encourages, challenges, and helps you in your journey with God. So whether you're driving, washing dishes, or sitting in your living room, let's prepare our hearts together as we hear the word of the Lord. Well, we've been uh, journeying through the scriptures this Christmas season with a theme of joy. Everyone who has spoken has centered in on the idea of joy and how it is just the main message and theme of Christmas or one of the main messages and themes of Christmas. And so tonight I get the, the, uh, the joy and the responsibility and the privilege to kind of close things out and talk to you a little bit about that theme uh, in a fascinating book written by a man by the name of uh, Simon Winchester, he writes a book, and it's called The Men Who United the States. And in the book, he talks about these pivotal people and these pivotal events that uh, created and caused the United States to be what it is today. And, and some of those things that he talks about are things like the Erie Canal and uh, the Transcontinental Railway and the interstate system that we all benefit from. And the reason I draw your attention to those things tonight before I jump into the message is because all of those things that I just mentioned have something in common. The Erie Canal connected the Atlantic coast with, to the Great Lakes. The Transcontinental Railway connected the West Coast and the East Coast. The interstate system connects cities and towns and homes. And without these, none of us would have access to the things that I've just mentioned. And access changes everything. You and I benefit from the interstate system. You and I, if you've ever taken the Transcontinental Railway, have benefited from that, the access of being able to travel from the East Coast to the West Coast on one rail system. And all of us live in an area where the Erie Canal is, and sometimes I think we take it for granted, but that was a mon monumental event that caused things to be connected and to bring about access. As we celebrate Christmas, the thing that I want to talk about today, the greatest joy that you can experience, is what we just witnessed on the screen here tonight. You know, it's one thing to have access all throughout America. It's one thing to have access to be able to jump in your car and travel wherever you want. But it's another thing to have access to God. And I think when we stop and we think about the Christmas message and we think about the coming of the Son of God, what was it all about? Well, it was about salvation and it was about hope and it was about joy, but more than anything, it is about access to God. We have access to God now through Him who has become our Savior. Now, what was it that night that the shepherds heard? We couldn't hear it on the screen. We saw that there was a great light. We saw that they were amazed by what they saw and what they heard. We heard Philip read from the Gospel of Luke, and specifically, this is what they heard when that great light came to them on that evening so many years ago. 
It says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings. A tiding is nothing more than a piece of good news. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born to you, who is Messiah, the Lord. And I don't know about you, but for me, the whole atmosphere of Christmas is about joy. It's, it's about joy. It's about joy in the songs that we sing, some that we've sung already tonight. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Joyful, all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. Joyful, joyful, we adore you. God of glory, Lord of love. And of course, the best one of all, the one that I like the best, anyway. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. You know, joy has been defined for us over the last month a number of different ways. Different people have had different terms and different definitions, and so I'm going to be the last one to give you a definition of joy. I purposely made it wordy because everybody else stole the best descriptions of joy. So here's one for you. Joy is defined as a vivid emotion of pleasure rising from a sense of well-being or satisfaction, the feeling or state of being highly pleased or delighted. You know, C.S. Lewis, when he was writing his autobiography, which is entitled Surprised by Joy, said this, he had never known anything like joy until he found it in Jesus Christ. That's powerful. And so tonight I want to just take a few moments and I want you to journey back with me over what we just witnessed on the screen and consider the joy first and foremost of the angels. The angels get this heavenly announcement that they are to go to the earth, that they are to travel to the earth and they are to proclaim the coming of the Savior. Imagine the joy in heaven at the birth of Christ. Imagine the joy and the anticipation of the angels as they await the release of the Father to send them to the earth, to herald to the, to the people of the earth the coming of the Son of God. And consider with me where they were coming from. When you read the account in Luke, it says, first and foremost, that the angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds and, and don't ever miss the ands in your Bible, the angel of the Lord and the glory of the Lord. It's almost as if as they left heaven to make the announcement, there was a trail of the glory of God that followed them as they came. No wonder in our video the shepherds are in awe. No wonder they drop to their knees. How many of us have ever not only been in the presence of angelic beings, but in the presence of the glory of God? The glory of God traveled with the angels as they came to make this glorious declaration. And you say, okay, Crystal, why is that such a big, idea, uh, big deal? Well, it's, it's, 
the invasion of the reality of God into the human sphere. It's heavenly. It's eternal in nature. I, for one, have never experienced the Shekinah glory of God. How about you? But they did that night. It was the reality of heaven being manifest on the earth and then an angelic declaration of the coming of the Son of God. What joy must have filled the sky. What joy must have filled the earth. But then I want you to think of the joy of the shepherds as it was depicted in the video that we just watched. I just love it. I mean, talk about making those guys real. The man who was lame begins to run and suddenly he discards his crutch And as the prophet Isaiah had prophesied, the lame will begin to walk and the blind will begin to see. What a wonderful depiction of the glory of the Lord visiting the earth and people being healed and restored as God intends. But their response was a humble response of joy. It was in humility that they went to see that which had been declared. And and I want you to stop for a minute and think about what not only do we know from Scripture, not only do we know it from history, but we know it as it was depicted on the screen tonight, that shepherds were the social outcasts of their culture. They were considered unreliable. They would not even be called, I don't think they called it back then, jury duty, but they would not even be asked to participate in a jury because they were considered unreliable people. So society shunned them. And for society, the only value was what they did. They raised sheep so those sheep could be sacrificed. Now, consider with me the message of Christmas. If Jesus had come to the palace... And those shepherds had heard the announcement. If they had run to the temple, the temple guards would have stopped them and denied them access to Jesus. Or go a step further. Say Jesus had come to the temple. Same thing would have happened. The shepherds would have been denied access, as we saw in the film, that they were not allowed to come in. They were too dirty. But then I thought, what if there had been a room in the inn? And I suppose this would have happened, that if there had perchance been a room in the inn, when the shepherds showed up, I suppose that the the innkeeper would have denied them access because it would have caused a, a, a problem for his or her business. And so the king of heaven is born in a most humble situation. And I believe that the message is clear and I hope that you hear it. He came for every person no matter how humble your circumstance the reason he was born the way that he was the reason he was born in the place that he was born 
was to declare the message that he is accessible and available to all. Remember what the angels declared. This is to all people. This Jesus who slept in a manger, he came as the king of kings, but he was not pampered, nor was he privileged. He came humbly. This Jesus appeared on earth in the lowliest of circumstances. The Lord of Lords condescended to come to us. He left the perfect, now get this, he left the perfection of heaven to come down to a place that was so far from being perfect. But he came in such a way, and this is the message of the gospel, and this is the message of Christmas. He came in such a way that all might approach him, that all might come to him, that all might have access to him, that all might find him available. I believe the story of Christmas, the humble beginnings of Jesus' life, Remind us over and over and over again, you can never be too dirty, you can never be too broken, you can never be too poor, you can never be too weak to call on the name of Jesus. The joy of Christmas is not restricted to one people or one race of people. But as the angels declared, Christmas is for everyone. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. When this becomes a reality into your experience as a Christian, joy should be the distinguishable atmosphere of your life. It should be the fabric of our fellowship one with another. It should be the reason we preach the gospel. The gospel is not a gospel that is just about pointing out the judgments of God and the severity of God. No, it's a gospel that declares the good news of the coming of the Son of God. A babe that would grow and become a man. And be filled with the joy that was set before him so much so that he would endure a cross for you and for me. Why? So that we might have access to the Father. That we might be redeemed back to God. And so my one appeal to you this this evening, Joan, if you want to come up, is this. Receive Christ Because he has received you. Receive Christ. Because he has received you. When you came in tonight, you received a candle. If you want to all stand to your feet, Joan's going to lead us in a song. The ushers are going to come and they're going to light a candle. You ask, well, why do we do this? Why do we light candles? And Let me give you a simple explanation. You may think I'm going overboard a little bit, but think about it as a prophetic act tonight. As the candle is lit, what we're doing is we're recognizing that Jesus came as the light of the world. He came as a light 
to a people who are in darkness. And you're going to have your candle lit and we're going to ask you to turn to your neighbor with the lit candle and light theirs. So not only are you acknowledging that Jesus is the light of the world, but then you are also embracing the reality to go and tell another. Because Jesus said, not only am I a light, but those who believe in me, they become a light through their testimony of who I am. God the Father has opened the door of access to heaven through His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, listen to me, it's your turn to let Him have access to you. If you're here tonight or you're watching on the live stream and you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, I implore you tonight, don't waste another day, don't waste another moment. Realize that He came for you. He came to save you from your sin. He came to give you access to God. You say, well, how do I do that, Chris? It's very simple. The Bible says if you recognize that you're a sinner and you confess your sins, and you ask God to forgive you of your sin, He will forgive you of your sin. And the Bible says, and you will be born again, born of His Spirit. You know, on Christmas, we talk about the birth of Jesus, as we should and as appropriate as it is. But there's another birth that is just as incredible. It's when a sinner becomes born again. I remember years ago when I gave my heart to Jesus, realizing that He came for me, a sinner. And His grace was poured out to redeem me back to the Father. Christmas is a time of celebration. Christmas is a time of joy. But Christmas is a time to reflect also that the mission of God in all of this was to bring us back to Himself. To give us access to the Father. And if you are a believer today, what a joy it is that at any moment, on any day, in any situation, no matter who you are and no matter what you're going through or what you've been through, the Bible teaches us that you can turn to God with absolute confidence and assurance that as you pray, He will hear you. Amen? That's what Christmas is all about. The joy of access to God. If you're on the live stream, I hope that maybe you've heard something tonight and you've prayed and you've asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life. You can let us know by just hitting and going to our website and sending us an email. If you're here with a friend or a family member and you're here tonight, and you've just asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, let them know that. Let them know that you've prayed that, and you've asked God to be the Savior of your life. What greatest, greater present could you give them this Christmas than give them the knowledge that you, along with them, are children of God? Hope this message has encouraged and challenged you in your walk with God today. 
Again, this podcast is a resource of Zion Fellowship, a spirit-led and life-giving local church in Canandaigua, New York. If you'd like to learn more about us, find us at our website at zionfellowship.net or find us on Facebook and Instagram. Also, feel free to give us a call at 585-394-7450. Blessings to you as you continue in your journey.